Do you have a problem with going inside people's mouths? <laughs> it might be your best clip yet. We don't know. There's so many in Oh my God! Wow, this is this is not the ideal time for this. No, it's 9 p.m. on a Saturday night, and we should be eating and watching a movie. And you can tell because that energy is way up. Keep that same energy. Keep it up. Times 10, please. We got to bring it up for these people. What's up, everybody? It's uh, me, Justin. It's you, Amanda. Right, and it's a now pronouncing mom and dad podcast. Hello. The podcast where we do nothing really more than once. Yeah. No consistency. We don't say much of anything really at all. The only constant here is ourselves. Um, our subpar uh, garbage performance. There we go. Garments. Um, yeah. So another week, and guess what? You're going to get another podcast. We did it. We did Two it. Two consecutive We almost didn't podcasts. do it. Oh, I'm definitely um, fighting all my urges to turn this thing off. But having said that, we are doing it. Hello. Hello. We're here. We so are? look, we got a little bit of feedback from some people saying, don't sweat it. We're glad you guys are doing it at all. And we appreciate that. And we feel whew, pressure's off. But, Thank um, you. Yeah. And um, listenership is good. So we appreciate that. Is that a word? <laughs> sure. It's consistent. That's great. So thanks, everybody. Um, so what, what, what was your week like? Garbage. Can you elaborate? I honestly don't know what happened. All the weeks and days and everything run together when you have children. I'm sure. Yeah, and they certainly do. <laughs> and uh, this past week was... What did we do? I don't know. It was particularly bad. <laughs> Let's be honest. It was particularly bad. I can't really pinpoint how or why. It's just, it just work was not good. It blew chunks. It, it blew chunks. Yeah. It was terrible. Uh, work was not good, but that's typical. I don't know. Didn't some some shitty stuff happen with the kids? Shitty I'm certain something happened with the kids that was not cool. Our, the pizza story? Pizza story. The kid was being a jerk. Oh. I don't know what you're talking about. You ever wanted to just about. bash a 10-year-old in their face? That's all I want to do to a 10-year-old. I've you can't imagine how many times I've had to talk Amanda They're off just the ledge. Jerks, okay. Other, what we found is typically other kids are really mean to kids they Most don't know. Kids. I don't know if it's like a defense mechanism or they're try, just trying to be. Cool they for all their have friends. a huge chip on their shoulder for some reason. And sometimes they're not. Sometimes kids are really nice to our kids. Is what we're talking no. about. It's not us they're being rude to. We're not out here trying to have conversations with kids. Okay, don't call the cops on us. No, but, but it's, if so, a kid is a prick, yeah, I'm going to be a dick to your kid. Okay? okay. But that's hard to do because, like, you, it comes with, you know, it's not, it doesn't end there. If you're going to snap at some kid for being rude to your kid, then their parents going to get involved. And I'm going to say, hey, what the fuck is up with your kid, man? Your kid is a prick. What, well, what, what are you doing? what you'll find is that, like, parents seem to be proud of their kids for being yeah. that way. I think we talked about this before. We did. We've touched on it, certainly, but it's just so it's weird. It's such a garbage thing. Everybody's just garbage, so garbage, competitive garbage. and like wanting to like just, everybody's just like nudging for position in life. It's like, what the hell? So yeah. we, the kids love to have like pizza, of course. They love it. So we started doing like pizza party every Friday night. And I take the, the girls with me to pick it up. 
we go and we order it there. They play on the video games or whatever, the arcade, mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes, and then we get the pizza. These two kids were standing there talking about whatever. Blake went up to them and said something to them, and they were like, okay, thanks. It, they were kind of <laughs> weirded out, but whatever. They weren't being rude. And then a few minutes later, a third kid came up, and he he's one of these kids that just thinks he's like God's gift, you know? He's clearly the most popular kid in school, and he's the jock, hipster. I don't know what, how you say it anymore. Anyways, he walked up and was like, what's up, bros? Like, this kid's like 10 years old. Okay? Gross. It was gross. And then... I'm really glad I wasn't there. Blake went... Yeah, because you would have snapped at this kid. Anyways, Blake went up to him. I would have snapped at him. I would have said, hey, don't act like that, man. I know. And you do that. Well, that's not snapping. That's just... that's just. You'll tell kids to, to, that they're jerks. Well... And I'm going, you realize that if this goes any further and he tells his parents, I'm the one who has to fight the dad. No, I'll fight the dad. No. Yes, I will. Okay, I will well, anyways, dad. back to the story. Blake goes up to them. They're talking about something. I'm getting mad right now even thinking about uh, it. Blake goes up you. to them and, like, quotes something from a movie to them and, like, is says something like, how's it going? I don't know. And he, Look, he looks understand- at her and says, do you guys know this person? Yeah. And they were like, no. And he's like, I was like, he said something like, I was starting to wonder, like, who is this person? Why are they talking to us? And the they didn't with, think it was funny, though. The thing with Blake is, you have to understand, she's not going up to somebody and just being like, hey, what's up? It's like, if she's really excited about something, she does this thing where she kind of like runs in place. I don't know. She runs, runs in place, in place and flaps, flaps her hands, her hands yes. and then she'll probably start like quoting a line from a movie that yeah. she likes. That's usually typically what it is. She was telling him, yes, that's exactly what and happened. And so she was saying something to this group of kids. I wasn't there, but I, I see it happen. So this new, the cool kid tried to like clown on her to his buddies. They didn't actually laugh. He was like, okay, yeah, we don't know her. And then he was like, <laughs> anyways, air hockey. And the first kid went, nah. He went, air hockey, to the second kid, and he went, no thanks, and they walked off. So they kind of almost were like, that was yeah. rude. But they didn't say that because kids don't say that. But no, they, they didn't laugh, and then they like kind of ditched him there, and he was just standing there like, with himself. And I was like, well, that was enough justice for me. His friends left him. but And Blake had no clue. And I don't, I that think sucks, that that's kind of what bothers me. I know. It's, a like, lot. it's like she doesn't know that they're being... Mean in a way, her. I feel relieved that she's not going to feel like, man, that, you know, she won't feel She the... might, though, and you don't know. No, but she didn't. Well, in I know, but case, at, at, at some point, you know, she might. So, yeah, sometimes it's a relief. Like, I'm glad she didn't realize that kid was making fun of her because she'd feel really bad about it. But at the same time, I want her to know, you know, to have the awareness to be like, hey, stand up for myself if somebody's going to be treating me this way. But, yeah, you've gone after many a kids at a playground or... No, 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 not many. Mm, Handful. More than two. Handful, Less than yeah, three. that's a good way to put it. That's not accurate. Um, yeah, I hadn't been thinking about that. No, though. it's because kids are in jerks. and They're insensitive. They're insensitive. They're um, just tiny little demon spawn fuckers. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, a lot of it is the parents aren't doing anything or saying anything they think it's fine or they're in their own fucking world on their phone not paying attention so the kid is acting however they want and um most of the time kids don't know that there are other kids out there that aren't like them 
You know Certainly. what I mean? Um, the only way I and I don't blame them nice for that. Or like, uh, I guess, accepting or sensitive to other walks of life or other people is if it's not going to happen naturally. It's if their parents or the or wherever they're being raised mm-hmm. is like actively right. teaching empathy and things like this. Well, that's what I mean. I don't blame them for not knowing that there are other people out there that yeah. are, you know. But it's still frustrating as hell. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can understand that. But at some point, you have to be like, sit your kids down, right? And be like, hey, let's be nice to everybody. And then it kind of like, um, it's it's kind of, it's weird right now with like how the world that we live in right now. So it's like we're, it's a hard balance because we're teaching our kids to like be like, strong and you don't have to be nice to anybody like not you don't have to be nice to anybody but like put um, yourself first yes but it's uh, a thin line between like love yourself and stand up for yourself and uh yes because i see i see a lot of things where it's like um you don't have to talk to anybody that you don't want to which is absolutely true um and you don't you can just say like no without giving any other excuse or you don't have to talk to anybody you don't have to do this you don't have to do that and i agree with a lot of that yes but that's not that's but not in reference I'm to also, like people who are different than you that's in reference to people that right, are not treating you right but the kid wouldn't really know any different right no 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 i know so i i see both sides because it's a hard thing because i'm like yeah fuck everybody else and well, you're the you know what I'm saying, yes, right? Yes, but it doesn't mean like other people in general. It means like people. Well, I've who seen would, I've seen both ways on posts and everything else that I, people talk I about. I think it's so. intended to mean like people who are not treating you right or giving you respect or uh, respecting your space. You don't have to like back down from them, or you don't have to cater to them, or or feel like less than them. I don't think it means like a perfectly nice other human being that you just don't have that you don't know or that is different than you, push them down to get ahead. It doesn't mean that. People might be Not push them it. down to get ahead, no. And yeah, people definitely do twist it. Just it just means like but... don't take abuse from people. Of course. And but... by the way, Blake was abusing the hell out of this kid. No, no, but it's a thin line. Yes, in it's my hard to, to navigate because it's like, well, I'm almost into don't care about anybody else. But that's not what it means. It no, means no, no. Like, but know your it could be taken that way and it has been taken that way yeah. and it and it does and it's and i see both sides of it because it's a lot of it is like yes em, em, empowerment and uh self-love yeah, or whatever but that you just were means saying, don't feel like don't ever feel like you have to be less than i get that and i understand that but a lot of people do abuse it in the way where it's like fuck everybody else i have a huge chip on my shoulder yeah. And I see the other side of it where it's like, oh, well, I have a kid who's also going to be an adult one day. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and if you just keep going that down that path, then you can get into capitalist it's just mindset like, where it's, it's just like everything's it's a total com- like competition. It's dog, dog, yes, and I hate that. which is garbage. It's just, yeah. It's, yeah, anyway. But with kids, it almost takes a situation like this, if you have good parenting or mm-hmm. whoever's raising you, you know, to say, okay, so there's a situation where you were like insensitive or rude to this kid. Now, this is the only way a, a, a kid could learn that is if they are acting wrong in that situation. And then a guardian or a parent or a caretaker can sit them down and say, okay, the way we act in this situ- 
situation is. You see this kid is different than you. You don't treat them like less than you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sit around and hang around with them. Right. Because you don't know them and you, you are allowed to do as you please, but you're going to be respectful and courteous. So the only way a kid can learn that is if they're taught that and they really right. can only be taught that once they've actually made the mistake the first time. Well, I know, I feel like we do that with yeah. kids all the time. I mean, there's, I'm, there are instances where I, Blake will like say something or point something out about somebody or something. And I like cringe inside, but it's completely innocent. But then we have to explain to her, you know, today at Home Depot, um, Okay, so we took him to Home Depot. We said we can. We're gonna paint a wall in your room, just one wall, an accent wall, which right. I don't. Even, I hate. Which uh, we but, shouldn't have done that anyway. Well, I don't like that. But it's like okay, they're probably bored with their rooms because yeah, the they're just walls white. are white. Which I prefer, but whatever. And said, so we'll take you to Home Depot this week, and you guys can paint a wall in your room, and you can pick out any color you want. Long story short, they picked the two worst colors I could imagine. Worst colors you've ever seen in your life. But it's their room, so who cares? Yeah. Anyway, I don't care about that aesthetic shit. Not when it's the kids' rooms. Like, not, let them wear what they want. A, let them I don't decorate care about that stuff want. anymore. Like, there's no way your kid likes um, beige tones, and there's no ki- way your earth kid tones. Is, beige earth, all of that garbage. There's no way the kid is going out of their way to be like, yeah, I love mauve. Yes, please put me in some handmade overalls. Exactly, I mean, some if, like uh, made out of a potato sack. If they don't see anything else, or they're not giving any other option, I'm sure. But like, the kids would much rather have tacky, bright they're, colors. They're not giving any other options, but they're indifferent to to the choices that they I'm have sure. in front of them. Yeah, we much I, rather be wearing a Looney Tune shirt. Of course, but when Blake was a baby, we were kind of into that, and then it I've very quickly kind of felt like, you know what? It's almost like treating her as an accessory to like what we want to think is yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And, we, and it's like, we're just going to stop dressing her in what we like in like adult clothes and just let her wear whatever she likes, which is. Right. So at three at, months old, we were asking her like, hey, what do you want to wear? Okay. Well, shit on me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but the. Okay. Home anyway, Depot. We're, we're leaving and this guy, we're walking past this guy and as we pass him, Olive goes, mustache. <laughs> Because he had an enormous, <laughs> huge soup strainer, I didn't like gray see mustache. It. it was, and she wasn't making fun of him either. She was just going, "Hey, notice that huge mustache." They just point out facts. Yeah, like just mustache, like, no, mustache. And he like looked back, like, "Huh?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that was a cool mustache." Huh? And anyway, I mean, where were we? What was the point of this? No, well, the point of it was teaching our kids to to know that there are different people in the world and yeah. to just be nice. Yeah kind and not it is weird to see like if our if our kids are ever rude or even just like ignoring we'll be like hey you know you didn't say hi to her i feel like we go out of our way to be like hey you gotta be and then you see other parents just sitting back like i don't care as long as my kids rule in the school yeah fuck it and uh, like they take pride in their kids being assholes it um excuse me um blake goes to school and she has this is the second year that she's been in school um and I am just hope that, you know, everyone is nice, but I'm sure they're not. I don't know. I was freaking right? out recently because she's been saying she wants, she keeps saying like, tomorrow's the last oh, day of school okay. where school's done. And I had to talk but, with her. I was like, it, why, why do you not like going to school anymore? Like, is, is something going on? And she's like, no. I was like, is everybody nice there? Yeah. Do you have fun? Yeah. And I was like, okay, so why don't, 
why do you not want to be at school anymore? And finally got out of her. She said, I want to play with a laptop. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So there's no underlying, like, no, but I'm being say treated Say what poorly. happened before when she, like, didn't want you. She doesn't want you to go to work while she's oh, at home. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. She's big on, like, you can't leave tomorrow. Mon- like, let's say, like, it's the weekend yeah. and the next day is Monday. It's She'll Sunday. say, you can't be gone tomorrow when I'm at school. I said, well, why not? I have to go to work. Or how did she say it? She was like. <laughs> oh, no. I said, no, I got to go to work. She said, no, you can't leave this house. <laughs> I was like, well, Like I an have- omen, like yes. something's going to happen to you, dude, if you leave this house. Yes. And then she said something else that was equally hilarious. And I was like, this is scary. <laughs> you <laughs> like, told me that. And I was genuinely like, maybe you shouldn't go. Yeah. No, you can't leave this house. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. uh, all right. Just some sort of premonition she had. Apparently. Um, okay, so what else? Uh, we set up the Wii. If you guys are familiar with the... Oh, God, how old is the Wii The Wii is Nintendo pretty old, but so now? you got me the Wii for Christmas. Yes. And we had one in the rafters. We had one in storage in our garage, and I couldn't find it. Yeah, I, I just saying it broke. Uh, n- so I told my mom. I think my mom got it for us when we were first married or something. Uh, you know what? Oh, I know what it was. Okay, I did find it, but it was missing like an essential piece. Okay, so it broke. No. It, well, I'm sure if I looked harder, I could have found the other piece. But I was like, okay, fine. Got a used one for Christmas. Great Used gift. one from the place down the street. Yeah, and it's the best. We've been playing it. Well, you just Finally set it up, set today. It up today. today. I've asked you a billion times. You just set it up today. Finally Thank set it you. up today. Teaching Olive how to do the bowling and the golf, it's been a nightmare. No, the bowling, she's nailed. Okay, but she was she was sobbing, crying as we were trying to teach her. Okay, everything is like on a even 10 when something for her. Good even happens, if something she is good, sobbing. she's yeah, she's very um sensitive her emotions to the extreme. Just like we've said the in the past, her yeah, she's up and down all over. I feel bad she, for whoever she, she ends up with. She, <laughs> she rolled a strike, started cheering, and then started sobbing. Anyway, you and me start going at the Wii. Golf. You and Olive have figured out a way to... <laughs> I don't know what you guys have done, but you cannot get it to hit the ball. It's something with the controller. It's and, not us. No, no, no. It's you. And I'm losing my mind it's over it. It's not me. Okay, the thing is, is like, I don't want to play with you because you turn into just the worst person ever. Like, it's an actual game. But I'm not like, like competitive your, with you. You are. And you guys, I'm no. I was just getting frustrated with you guys because you couldn't handle the stick. Well, you're weirdly competitive with yourself. Well, that's the thing. Like, I never, I, I'm not competitive at all, which is what I say. I never do anything where you compete with anybody, and um, so that's my way of saying I'm not competitive. But the the reason is because I am so competitive. That I and I don't want to, so I don't want to do things that you would have to compete with other people with because I don't like it. I don't like competition. I do get like competitive like that with myself. Like if I screw up, then I'm like, what's the point? I don't even exactly. get exactly. He was like, I'm just, done with this. Yeah, but then he kept playing. I'm not like flustered. I'm aware that like I'm, you know, bothered by it. But I'm like, oh, I just want to do it like right. If I'm not going to do it right, like, it's not fun to play. It's a fucking but game. But the thing is, like. I don't I don't ever participate in anything that's competitive because not because like I'm never like unaware of how competitive I'm being. Are you worried you're going to go off the handles? No, I just don't like <laughs> competitiveness. And like I I like to compete in the right 
setting, like on the field, you know, I'm never competitive in life. So I'm not competitive at all until I mm -hmm. have to start competing with someone. And then like, I don't like the feeling of winning. It just feel, makes me feel guilty. And then if I lose, that also feels terrible too. Oh, well, you have a weird way of showing that. I'm only competitive in competitive outings. Like, I, don't, I think comp competition should only belong on like, the field or the court or in a, in a sporting event. Otherwise, there should be no competitive. If I could like, have a wish, like a, a genie, Mm -hmm. It'd be one of the, I would eliminate the um, existence of like competitiveness. Well, it wouldn't some exist. people like it. And then I would end like world it. hunger. And then my third wish would be for infinite genies. <laughs> because you're not allowed to wish for more wishes. But you are allowed to wish for more genies. And they all have three wishes each. I wish you would stop. And don't worry, the third wish... The third wish of every genie is that they get their freedom. So chill. The third wish is that you wish for a witch. The first wish is that I go back in time four minutes from now and never be saying any of the things I just said. Cut it in the edit. Mm, edit okay. in the cut. So we, uh, I'm about to slaughter. So her we are playing we a lot now. So. And we are boring you to death. Let's move on. Oh, there is just one more thing. I got a one last thing from last week. Shoot. Just the Jillian verse. Oh. Jillian v. Lizzo stuff. Well, I, because I had to listen back to it, obviously, to edit out all the terrible stuff. And you're thinking, wow, that was edited? Yeah, <laughs> it could be worse. Sure was. But I think the Jillian person's so upset about it because... Uh, continuing with like the whole competitive thing, like mm -hmm. sh in her mind, like this is the thing that matters Most, because, yeah. and in addition to, I'm the best at it, her, not me. I don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, she's been climbing the mountain of fitness, you know, her whole life. And then she's gotten to the top, turn around and say, I win. I'm number one. I'm, I'm the number one fitness person. And then the rest of us go, what was that? I win. I'm, I'm, I'm the top fitness person. Yeah. I'm number one. And we're going, oh, I wasn't competing in that. I don't even care about that. So the thing that she thinks makes her the best, we're saying, no, we don't care about that. That's care. not what we judge people on. So she's saying, well, then how am I supposed to be number one? Because my goal is to be number one. Everything is competitive for me. So I thought I was number one, but now you're telling me that the game I've been playing is something you don't care about and you're not participating in. So basically just... Like I said last week. Cheers to you, sir. Sure. I'd probably cut that out. <laughs> no, I'd probably leave it in. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Right. Right. So I have um, a couple of... So we started a segment last week, Fucked Up Families, or just you did. crazy you did. shit. To I'm liven only here for it support. up a smidge. Well, if you don't want to do it... No, keep it going. Go straight to hell. I'm there. Why? She is! She is the devil! I'm in hell! So we started the segment. It's and going I have pretty a... good. Well, it's going well on my my shop page, so figured we could just read a few from there. Um, and I'll just read a couple that we got from this past Wednesday. Um, let's do it! Okay. Shoot. Here's this one. My husband's mother is a mail order bride. She would scam men 
on a regular basis to pay for life back home in Russia until she met my husband's stepfather. She made 20,000 scamming men before she met him. He sucks, and I know she's just with him for his money, but it's so funny that he thinks she actually loves him. Uh, she got my husband out of Russia, though, so shout out to my lonely AF stepfather-in-law. I don't feel bad at all because his stepdad is a literal garbage bag, so meh. Well. I thought that, that one was crazy. You can't knock the hustle, as mm. they say. Hey, you know, you can't. You can't. Uh, this one kind of reminded me of like a Sons of Anarchy situation. Uh, so um, how? Okay. Just... Well, I got to read okay. it. Uh, my brother-in-law is a well-known. Let me start this over. My brother-in-law is in a well-known biker club. He and the entire family was under a 24-7 surveillance while they built up enough evidence on him. Uh, one day, the cops smashed in the front door, raided the place, found a hundred. 100k in cash, illegal weapons, and firearms, and like a and a cocaine amongst uh, other drugs. They bugged their house and froze their assets. They arrested my sister-in-law too, but didn't have enough to keep her. It was well publicized with names and addresses. Uh, they have kids who got thrown into the middle of it it was a shit show and he got 10 years in prison that just reminded me of like a son's oh okay yeah with like the biker and like certainly money and drugs and guns and all that crazy shit and the frozen assets oh (laughs) that's not specifically that (laughs) no not that part but the rest uh this one is kind of crazy my brother's ex-wife paid her best friend to seduce him so she'd have a reason to divorce him it worked. She divorced him, remained friends with her best friend who essentially cheated with her husband. <laughs> so, paid her friend to have an affair with her own husband? Yes. And the like... husband went for it. So, she divorced the husband because she wanted it mm-hmm. as an excuse to right. get out of the marriage. And uh, is still friends with the friend that had sex, I'm assuming, with the husband. I don't stop until something breaks or tears. You might not like what I find. Okay. And you might not like how I find it. Sure. For war. <laughs> um, let me do. Let me do. Let me, me do. My great uncle's wife hired a hitman to kill him back in the late 80s. I feel like there's a lot of those. Did it work? I didn't press the issue. Okay, so this one kind of... it. Not kind of. It goes with one of the ones that we said last week where um, they had said that they, their father is in prison for life and they're the ones that tipped off the police, but the family doesn't know that they're the ones that tipped off. So they explain the story a little bit more. And here it is. When I was seven, my dad took my brother and I camping. At some point, he told us to close our eyes and count to 100, so we did. And when we opened our eyes, he was gone and we could not find him anywhere. Then we realized we were walking straight into a massive forest fighter. We turned and started running as fast as we could. We made it, uh, we made it to the road where some hippies found us and said that it's all over the radio that two kids are missing in the fire. They took us to the ranger station. We walked in to find our dad sitting there telling the fire ranger that my brother and I had been playing with matches 
and he caught us. And so we took off running with the matches and we must have just started the fire. Um, I knew in that moment he had started the fire. We lied and we said it was us. We drove home in complete silence. My dad burnt down over 400 acres. Thank God for hippies. That story's crazy. So I'm thinking the only thing that I'm thinking of is his intent was to kill the kids because it's a life sentence. And I looked it up like arson doesn't get you that much time unless there's yeah unless there's an intention of killing someone so he was trying to rid himself of his kids i think that that is i i didn't obviously ask any more questions about that just because it seems pretty sensitive so uh yeah no i didn't touch it and i'm just although she did offer it based on assuming offer that that's a lot of detail that is a lot of detail and a lot of people were um curious as to know what it was so then um they responded yeah, with that crazy story well yeah. i wasn't expecting that that's like something you see out of a movie it just doesn't even make sense like of all the ways of all the to ways. not have to see your kids that's probably the worst way right very bizarre very traumatic a lot of those stories are uh some of them are really heavy that i don't even post because i just feel like it's too too much right yeah Hmm. But uh, those are the crazy family stories for this week. Uh-huh. I mean, there's more. If you guys want to look at them, they're on my shop page, BNMA, in um, Weird Wednesdays. It's on BNMA, and right now, me and Bay are going to... We just got a ring doorbell because yes. a few months ago, my bike got stolen off okay. our front porch. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of our bad because we left it on the front porch. Right? I mean, I guess. Also, don't steal other people's well, stuff. No, I understand. But that's like leaving money sure. in your car okay. and you don't lock the door. And I mean, they then, can still break the window, but still. Yeah. And so, like a week ago, another one of our bikes I left on the front porch again, it had a flat tire. Okay, well, I noticed it on the neighbor's lawn. So, you came out to... to yeah put Blake on the bus and mm-hmm. you noticed the bike was on the neighbor's lawn. So you called me and said, they brought the bike back. And I was like, that was, <laughs> this is the second <laughs> I bike. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. I don't know what the hell is going on right now. Anyway. so I didn't a, even realize that that bike was right. gone. No. Okay. Well, anyway, that's a, so the second time somebody's come up onto our porch, close enough to Which our, is right by the door. Oh, it's right. It's there's five a feet gate, from the door. There's a little gate and then there's the little porch and then there's our front door so and then we started seeing more and more stories around town that like stuff was going missing and people getting their houses and their cars broken into it's like this is ridiculous so we got the damn thing i set it up but it's now it gives you alerts from everyone else within like a 10 mile radius that also has them Mm -hmm. and now it's like a facebook page for ring users or something and so i'm getting notifications people are posting their videos of rant random people like ringing their doorbell at like three in the morning or somebody posted a video and was like do you know this man he stole a bunch of stuff out of my sister's car last night um I, and so like, i mean few, you don't care for that stuff but i want to see that stuff i mean i, to I make care me about more it terrified but of course exactly but i'm i care about it but now it's like this thing goddamn things beeping all day long and okay the, i can't turn off the notifications because if it 
this pertains to me, then I want to know. But I also don't care what happened four point right. five miles down the road. But listen, so we did it. We put it on this morning or this afternoon or something, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And then so tonight at like eight thirty or a little after eight, our phones buzz and it's like there's a motion at the door and the ring like doorbell thing went off. And so we were like, who the fuck is that? It like gave me the worst. I my now it chest makes you, hurt. Now it. And I was like, oh my god, someone's here. Now it creates the assumption that any that anytime somebody comes to your house, they're trying to break in and kill <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. And it was just the guy from Amazon. So hide your kids, hide your wife. So now oh it's my like, god, it just that creates hurt my a fear stomach, and though. anxiety that you never had before. Yes, like it's good because I need to know if there's some person out there, but also bad because someone's gonna be. I know with my way of thinking, there's going to be someone breaking into the house every night. I already think that. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Well, <laughs> that's that's a weird thing I going on you got there. Got to keep myself on my toes. Got What? Got to keep on my... Well, that's gotta... hilarious because whenever I wake up in the middle of the night randomly, I'm like, oh my... You know, my I feel sick or something like that. Like if I was barfing one night for if I had a stomach bug, you don't fucking wake up. Well, my life's not threatened. My sleep's being yes, threatened. Your life is being threatened. I by guess me. in a way, yes. You <laughs> might kill me in my sleep. <laughs> no, so the ring is good and um, probably more bad now that I'm thinking about it. It's definitely creating anxiety because every time I walk out the door, it, it notifies me that. There's motion on your porch. It's it's me, dumbass. Okay, well, they don't know that. Well, it's not it that should. high tech. It's the cheapest ring that they had. But also, we got one for my parents, and we're going to be putting theirs up, and I just, I know that it's, it's going to be Well, they already have the highest there. anxiety about stuff like that. Yeah. Anybody that walks by the window, who's there? Who's that? <laughs> what are they doing? Uh, not, what that what? <laughs> <laughs> not that accent, but... uh. It's not the guy from Waterboy, no. Who's that over there? No, but literally, a car will drive by, and who is that? Well, it's just a person living their life. What are they doing? Just walking by. Literally just walking by. Just walking by. Um, What else did we do last week? Nothing. We went to the movies. I don't know why you'd lie to these. I forgot about that. We you know did. why I forgot about it? Women. I didn't really care for the movie. She's not a fan of the new adaptation of Little Women. It was totally fine, and there were a lot of great moments, but I am one of the people that loved the 1994 mm-hmm. Little Women. Starring Christian Bale. Why Winona did I have to say Ryder. the name first? I'm so sorry. Winona, Winona Ryder. Ryder. Kirsten Dunst, Claire Danes. Who was um, the other Susan one? Susan Sarandon played Marmy. Huh? There was one other sister. I don't know her name. Yikes. I'm sorry. Well, you're not forgiven. Um, I liked it, but uh, yeah, I, you know, know you I did. had a lot of issues he, with it just because. My issue was it was. Was it? Hold it on. Quit? <laughs> Fuck off. I keep hearing all of. Okay. My so main sorry. issue was the casting that they did with the chick. What's her name? <laughs> with the chick. Florence Pugh. Okay, yeah. Well, I was going to call her Amy because that's the character's name in the movie. Okay. And I'm sorry, but this was terrible. I mean, she was... Uh, help me. 
you think it was terrible casting in the fact that they didn't have a younger kid play her as a child because she's yes. supposed to be younger. If she would have played just the adult version, fine. But she also played the version where she's like <clears throat> 10 years younger than everybody else. So she's acting like a young child, but she's still this woman Mm-hmm. that we know is a is an older woman so it doesn't play it out well it was pretty well. obnoxious to see but I it mean, made and that me was cringe a, that was a common criticism that was like, it i'm not yes i heard like okay. am i supposed to believe florence florence pugh's a 12 year old girl yes exactly you're not supposed to believe that she's a 12 year old girl they don't ever talk about the ages and if you don't know who this florence person is uh she she was the main character in midsummer Made Somar and Lady Macbeth is a movie she did like a year or two before that. Uh, hey, 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 relax. It's A24. You relax. <laughs> you know I'm an A24 bro. And I'm an A24 ho, so yes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it was not like, it, it was just supposed to be like, yes, she's this it, is their younger self. It didn't feel as heavy as the 94 movie felt. It I never it, saw that version, I wasn't, so... I wasn't feeling it. I mean, it was great for what it was, but it didn't, like, move me like mm-hmm. the other one. And if I watched the other one now, I don't even know if that would move it. It probably but I have wouldn't. It, I have this yeah. expectation in my head where I remember at that time that I loved it. Yeah. And I remember certain parts and stuff, and this one I was just like, meh. But mainly, it was... That casting right there that just threw me. Well, with her, with particularly. her particularly, I didn't mind the casting, but I understand it well, was you wouldn't. Well, her character is supposed to be as obnoxious as possible, so like she was yes, kind of nailing it, it in but that it, way. No, but it makes sense when it's a younger person. To me, okay. I was just like, why is this old person pretending like she's a young person right yes. now? It just it didn't work. Okay, and it yeah, really very, very angry. But you probably saw the other one at the most opportune time. You know, like. At the age you were at, at the time it came out, it probably hit you harder that way. But I never saw that version, so I didn't have it. And yeah. also, you said that the pacing was way too fast, which yes, I also heard of other this people movie, criticize. But this current one. I didn't see the first one, so for me, it was fine. But The pacing was very fast. They, I don't know what it was. It just, they tried to do a lot, but it was just moving so quick. And so a lot of the, like, big moments from the other movie just seemed like, Things Passover were that, type like things. substantial like, yeah. or monumental yeah. moments from the first one were just kind of like brushed over on this one. Exactly what I just said, yes. Okay, well, I just wanted to make sure I got <laughs> what you were saying. But um, the, this one was like told non-linearly, so like it had a lot of flashbacks. Yes. So it kind of started with them as adults, and then it would flash back to them as kids, mm-hmm. as opposed to just going like from Kid to kids adult. to growing up. I love that. That's my favorite type of right. movie is anything nonlinear with flashbacks or flash forwards or anything. That's I love flash that. So Fridays I love that. It was visually very done very well, but it took me like an hour to get into it because I don't like period pieces. I don't, because anytime it's a movie where it's like people don't talk that way anymore. Yeah. So even like movies yeah. that are like from the 70s that are you know, that take place in current time then mm-hmm. are hard to watch because people's like cadence and the just the way people act and talk is so, it's just extinct basically now. It's like, it's hard. It just feels so cheesy. Yeah. But once they kind of, in the beginning, it kind of felt like, hey, we're trying to 
prove we're to letting you, you know that yes this we're is trying very hard to prove to you that this is in like 18 whatever i don't remember but once they kind of dropped that and it just kind of got into like the heart of it i really liked it a lot so you were like sitting there feeling nothing meanwhile i cried like four times what i don't know i mean not like sobbing crying no no, no just, not and not that like why you are like, you crying but to it was just I saw it differently. Than yes, because you, you were going to be comparing it to that. Other thing. I had high expectations from the get. Right, and I had pretty high expectations, but I had the luxury of not having to compare it to anything. So. Yeah, I. I, I, I mean, I thought it looked great, and the, sure. all the acting was spot on. But um, it was good. Moving on. Well, we got a message. Um, one message from Sarah. She said, I've been wondering ever since you guys started this show, what is Justin's mystery family dynamic? And then she shared her own personal story with her dad's family and all that. So um, that was great and appreciate you opening up and sharing that with us. Um, so the thing is, I don't have really like a mystery family dynamic. Like my family dynamic is well, pretty I don't th- normal. But I don't think she meant mystery family dynamic. It said mystery comma family dynamic. Oh, right. Well, I was going to get into that anyway. So yeah. like my, my family dynamic is pretty, um, what's the word? Standard, I guess. Basic? Standard. So I don't have an issue with my family um, per se. Not more than anyone else has. I guess. I don't know. I have but a ton of issues with my family. No, I'm just kidding. It, um, I have a lot of issues with my upbringing, not so much in, the, in my family setting, but like being a part of like um, super strict, like religious fundamentalist. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that all that means, means nothing to anybody, but just a super strict religious upbringing and how things had to be done yes so i mean i was involved in that because my family so i don't speak openly about it really because i have not shared my thoughts and ideas or opinions or gripes i guess with with my family or anybody for that matter aside from my wife i think you guys have met her hey i'm my friend or two who also shares the same background and the same feelings so I haven't really made any of that stuff public to in any of them. So I I don't really talk about it much on here because I don't really know who listens to what. And I certainly wouldn't want to. Guarantee you no one's listening. I'm not ready. Crickets. To, I'm not. It's not that I'm not ready to talk about it. It's just that I don't want to talk about it. It's like I rehash it in my head all day, every day, pretty much. Well, this person doesn't know that. Don't jump. Not all her. day, every day. I'm exaggerating. I shouldn't do that. But a lot, you know, so like... I think little things will trigger maybe like different things and because you do that So sometimes. many things yeah. trigger it. that I'll, And then I'll just have a conversation with myself at work, you know, yeah, about it. Yeah, or with me, so, like some random thing like, oh, we blah, blah, blah. But that's why this podcast is kind of hard too because like I don't like to talk about those things. Not like um, I'm afraid to open up. Not like that at all. If I tell everyone everything about me, I don't think I have any secrets. It's like almost a flaw how much I'll share about myself but you're a mystery it's like a it makes me upset and it makes me feel like shit so it's like oh i don't really want to it's like going to the gym i think i've already used this too it's like you don't want to go it sucks when you're there but like afterwards you might feel good but the motivation it's like no but it, i don't the motivation exercise. is the hardest part getting there is the hardest part it's just like i don't want to do that it feels like crap talking like about that mm-hmm. so like once i get going i won't shut up about it and well, i'll probably I'll... feel 
I'll talk a little bit of my own personal experience. Well, I'm just saying, so I haven't touched on that yet because I know I should and I know I will, but like, it's hard to get into it. It's like knowing you're going to do something that doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. like going to the gym or like you don't do it unless like you have to. Well, uh, I will say that you and I were completely opposite as far as like being raised, you know, oh, like yes, my upbringing with all of that was zero. I mean, I think we went to church maybe once or twice just to see and never really liked it. And it always ended up of never going back because <laughs> nobody liked it. I mean, I didn't like like the Sunday classes that they had there, whatever they are. And my, I don't think my parents really cared for it either. So it was always in my house. It was very much like, um, I never really asked about it, but if I did, I, I would say like, mom, what are we or, something like that and she'd say we're christian everyone's christian and that was the end of it which is also but that that was like the most that it was spoken about and Mm -hmm. it wasn't like there was no praying was never like spoken of really it was just like um good night prayers or whatever that is and it was like it was the now i lay me down to sleep i pray it was that but to me i was just going through all the motions of okay this is what we do for bedtime Uh, same and the, but I didn't think of it in any other way. Like those words meant nothing. It was just words. Same. Yeah. Same. It was just words. It didn't mean anything. I never prayed like to my own self about anything because I never saw my parents doing that. They didn't tell me to do that. It was no, there was no like prayer or blessing or anything like that. And I'm glad it was that way because, um, well, I'm, I've heard a lot of stories. Uh, <laughs> I've heard a lot of bad stories out there. I think f- it just made it more, um, it just. There's more freedom, not more so much freedom, fear. Yes, and, more freedom to just be who we want and do what we want and experience things and not have guilt of doing things or not doing things. And well, I'm really, I am really thankful that they did not push anything like that onto me. Well, um, yeah, but it's weird. So it is weird to think that people would go and participate in church or religion if they weren't. It seems to just be like a... Well, we we were always like, what does that mean? And and they would ask me in the Sunday school, like, questions. And I literally knew nothing. I knew, like, um, I don't even know that... I've said this before, the difference between, like, Jesus, God. I don't know. I literally, I don't know anything. I know, like, Adam and Eve, the thing with the apple... Something about a rib, um, Jesus cross. Like I know the basics that I mean, a child knows more than I do. I'm sure because you weren't because I wasn't brought into that. I didn't. I wasn't that's taught what I was that. To yeah, say, is like it was you, very you guys, bizarre. And you said you went like once or twice. Even when I was that older, is yeah. Weird. It's like yeah, unless you're everything. Nobody, I think you have to nobody, be raised into that, right? Yes, it has yeah. to just be something that's passed down. Right. Like nobody is, nobody would ever start doing that. And even on the their church own. people were kind of like, "What are you doing here? You, you." That's always the probably vibe. like you were not born into this. Why are you here, part right. of our group? Which is and the so complete opposite like, of like uh, the, what. I mean, they know you're not. You can't be born. I mean, Catholicism kind of does that a little bit. But like that's more like ceremonial and just like tradition yes. than anything. It's almost a culture. 
just as mm-hmm. much as it is a religious thing. So even if you don't participate in the religious part of it, it's like it's a it's more cultural than anything, which is great if the culture is cool. Yes, but like this, there's nothing good about the culture I was brought up in. But uh, what I was just trying to say was like it's not something anybody would like do on their own unless you were brought up in it. Right, and then as an adult, it's just so like, second nature that you do participate willingly because you've just this is what you've always done. Right. And that's how is, it was for me too. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's just what we do. And also this is not to say that religion is bad or anything like that. I mean, I I am for whatever anybody needs to get by and make themselves feel better or you know what I mean? Like I would never tell somebody that that's wrong or you shouldn't be doing that if if unless it was, you know, harming somebody else or fucking somebody up in some kind of way which, which happens a lot of times it, that's the that, thing like it's not so much about like somebody having faith or following a, a set of like religious right um, traditions or whatever it's about toxic behavior and harmful behavior um and an environment that yes. produces that or like perpetuates that and it's just a anyway so yeah we yeah we were coming from complete opposite. The complete opposite. I mean, when we first started dating, I we've said this before as well. But you you basically said I can't be with anybody that's not in this church thing. Right. But and I was kind of like, what are you talking about? I didn't mean I can't. Like I personally can't. I was like, in this world, you can't. Like a, right. a person can't. Mm-hmm. It's a thing called. It's called like being equally yoked, which wasn't spoken of. I remember hearing this Never a lot when I was a it. kid. It's just a Wait, dumb what? way of saying like you have to be with somebody the same as you. Didn't work. So like when when the, you said when you first started talking, it was like you guys never did that. You never went there. You guys were just like do. You were free to like do however you want. Yeah. You, you kind of just like lived in this reality. And the way I was brought up was like this world is just a test. This is not what matters. What's going on like in a supernatural world is what really matters and you're mm-hmm. just here to prepare yourself to go there so nothing here matters so you're always having to live with like this secret or like feeling like well i'm not actually here i mean it's it's insanity to think i mean about. that's and that's like scary for a kid too so no matter where or who or what or whatever you're around you are you are always only like the one there's one of you so if even if you have a group of like 10 close friends, you're alone because I'm the only one holding this thing that no one else knows about. I know only, I, I mean, I had about, friends. You're who talking went to about church, like a yeah. group of kids from school who wasn't part of whatever it was. You yes. Were growing up I'm talking with. about no matter yeah. where you are, you're the only person who has this like secret and who has to do this stuff and who has to live this way and mm-hmm. who knows about this, who has this burden to carry. Right. Of like whatever. So like no matter what you'll never feel a part of this world or like you fit in or you like you belong or like you can participate Mm -hmm. you're actually told and we're going way off topic now but you're actually being told like don't do anything here this doesn't matter don't participate here don't get involved in anything here don't get involved with people here unless you're going to try to like switch them to be on our you know part of our thing so you can just never feel normal. Everything was just had an ulterior motive, a secondary like meaning, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just feeling like 
a normal person. Right. So anyway, that's just a little scratch of the surface. But the reason, so it's not that I have like so weird that- family stuff going on. I have the mm-hmm. most normal standard family you can think of. But because um, I, my whole upbringing along with my family was in this like religious sect that I am not a part of anymore. And I kind of pretty sure they are. I've never spoken with them about how I feel about it or where I am with it now. And I'm not, I, I think don't know. to me, I think that there's kind of like an unspoken thing of they have to know that you aren't wanting to be involved in any of that anymore because, well, we aren't. I think it's like, it's easier to just, I don't know. Like I wouldn't, I just, it's not something I like to speak about with people anyways, unless like I know they came from the same place as me and they feel the same way about it now. Like right. they're on Twitter and Instagram, especially there's a massive group of people that kind of grew up the same way and like aren't a part of it anymore. And so when you're in that, you spend your all day, every day, your life is revolved around it. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be the only thing you focus on. Your life is not your own. It's dedicated to this thing, mm-hmm. this um, purpose. And then I got out of it. And for me, it was like the day it was out, it was like it never happened. And I've just gone about my life since then. I've never like looked back or thought back about it or like wanted to think about it or talk about no, it. It I, comes up, but I've never yeah. like pursued like, let's d- dive into this and deconstruct this. And and there's people on Twitter who are in the same place as me, but their whole feed is like multiple posts a day about this stuff. Mm. And I'm like... You spent most of your life up until adulthood solely focused on this thing, completely consumed by it. You finally got out of it, and now all you do is turn back and look at it and talk about it constantly. Like You're still a prisoner to this thing. You're still all consumed. Um, everything... Your life is driven by this. You're just on the other side of it now. Right. But it's like For me, it's like, like I'm not looking back. Mm. And you guys are like constantly looking back at it. Like if you were in this thing that you hated for so long and you finally got out, would you just get right outside the door, turn around and stare at, look at it and talk about it 24 seven? I think if they don't have anything else and maybe they were, maybe it's their way of coping with it. Well, it's like, it's it's kind of like what they do. Like their, their authors and they host podcasts and they. Oh, so they're constantly dissecting everything. Constantly deconstructing their own like, and it, they they are like therapists, and they do like deconstruction therapy, and they, but it's like and I it's based I'm, off of this. This yes, is the topic. Yes, it's called like exvangelical, like oh. uh, uh, religious deconstruction, and it's like they do. That seems like it'd be trauma so mentally therapy, exhausting. Yes, yeah, like religious traumatic. It's PTSD, but yeah, it's specifically targeted at like religious trauma. Um, their whole life is consumed with it. And I'm like, damn, I don't ever want to think about it and talk or talk about it again. Like I will go months without, with it never crossing my mind. Like it never happened. And if it ever comes up, I text my one friend who was there with me, who's out now as well. We'll just vent towards each other, you know? Mm-hmm. But then like, that's the only, I don't want to like go back and relive all I mean, of with that. With a therapist maybe, which I did for a little bit, but I, it's almost like it's still interesting to them. To be like, but let's see, when I was in it, I was not um, all about it. I was just there because it's just where I was. I was just like you almost like you were just there. I was only there because you were there. I was only 
Right. And you were only there because and your family was there. I was only was there, there because I was brought there as a kid, and right. it was like it just became second nature. So I was never like all about it, and then suddenly like lost my faith in it. It was just like I, I, I just. I can't not be here, so I guess I'll just be here. Yeah. But once there was a chance to not show up again, it was just like, cool. It, it was took like, a very long time. Yeah, but it was like last day of school. Okay, yeah. bye. And then, the, I mean, I guess some people do immediately start like um, dwelling on high school again, but it's like I've never looked back. Oh, a lot. So yeah. like, it's just like, well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to look back at it. Yeah, it's a... It, so it's weird. It's a touchy subject. Of course, now I can't sure. shut up about it. Well, now that I've got going, but what, that's not even, it's not even like the prelude. It's not even, it's not even getting, a Honda prelude. It's not even a Honda Prius. I don't think prelude's the right word. It's not even a pralines ice cream. My favorite. No, no, butter pecan. Well, there you go. Uh, so what, today, if somebody were to ask you, like, what are your thoughts on what are you, would you consider yourself atheist then? And I'm only asking you this now. I, I I don't even know what that means. I, I, I I've Well because like I've, a few I've ago, heard a you said that I've heard you say that in the past a dude, years ago. A few months ago at Walmart cornered me, gave me like a fifteen minute like whatever Oh yes. Like a uh, testimony. I don't know. He he totally tried to like trick me by talking to me about who knows what to just try to try to loop it into his like try to get me to come to his church mm-hmm. and then after all his uh, all his long like 20 minute spiel he's like have you ever um considered going to church or do you know anything about god i said i said dude i was born and raised there like you just wasted like 20 minutes of your life on me and he's like well you know i used to be out too but i was like you're we're done man like i i see where you're coming from a mile away yeah i didn't interrupt you because i don't like confrontation but like you just wasted 20 minutes of your life you just i've already been there there's nothing you can say that i haven't heard that pissed me off but usually if that ever happens i just i will literally be like and i'll and i'll feel it true in my bones too like i've never i've never been a part of anything like that i don't know what that is and i feel it it feels real like i walked away and i it's like it never happened it's like another life. Yeah, but just like a, not even like another life, not even like a dream. It's just like, I've, it's completely a coping mechanism and like a safeguard for myself, but like somehow, it's what you do in trauma. Yes. You yeah, you're, create blind spots where like these things never happen to well, you. Well, it's your brain's way of protecting you. Right. And I realize like, I'm not, I'm not good. You know, yeah. I'm just not willing to go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried to like a couple of years ago and things just got worse. It did not go well. So I was like, no, I, I, I can stay here and like numb to it, like pretending it never happened and I'm okay. But like, I'm not saying like I'm good, but I think I'm not as fixated on it because for a lot of people it was like their life or yeah. their world. Like they were, mm-hmm. they were bought in, you know, like they were. They were 100% about it. faith about it. And I was there because, like, that's where my family was. That's where my friends were. It, it was out of obligation, and your friends were there, yeah. And I participated in it in a lot but, because it was just, like, second nature. It's just, like, I yeah. didn't think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. You just do what – because that, everyone else is doing that. Yes. So I never felt – I mean, I, I, didn't I all, participated as well, yeah. and I didn't know anything about anything. And I, 
I wasn't always feeling like forced. It was just like something you don't even think about. It was like, yes, we went, we did this, and then I played in the band, and then I went here, and I was like, oh, but just just because that's what I do. Like, I never even questioned it. I was never like, like you said, you know nothing, but neither do I, because it was never. I never had any self interest in it. Yeah. It was just go here. Okay, we're gonna do what mm -hmm. now? Okay, I'll be there. Uh, you want me to do what? Okay. I mean, it was easier than putting up a fight. I'm, I just always told myself, and I remember being like 14 or 15 going, as soon as I turn 18, I'm never coming back here. So it's no big deal. I'll just keep going along with it. And then 18 turned into 20, which turned into like the 24, which turned into 27. And it's like, okay, I was thought that I'd be done with this when I was done with high school. Mm -hmm. But it's harder to get out of it. Whatever. So. so, like I was saying, if someone were to ask you, what are your thoughts? Do you even I have any I would just say thoughts? I never thought about it. No, I meant like for your own self. Like for me, I, I think that I, for the most part, was like agnostic if you had to put a label on it. But now I'm not, I'm not even that. I think I'm more just like a... Energy person? Yeah. And like the world, you know, as a Collective whole. Collective conscious? Like, sure. And a humanist just kind of, well, I do like, here's the thing is like, I think when you have kids, you, if something, God forbid, were to ever happen, uh, I would hope that you would be able to like see them again. That is my thing. Especially with like the kids, you know how some kids. Well, we're going a different way. Some now. kids or some people. Well, yeah, I know, but like, I'm, I guess it's all in what gives you like comfort and stuff. This might too. be from growing up the way I did too, but like, I don't like saying I believe this is how it is because that's how I want it to be. Right. Well, how you want it to be makes no difference. Just look at what's possible and what makes sense. Like. Yes, that would be great. It doesn't mean that that's what I believe because I, I don't cater to, when it comes to belief for me, I don't cater to what would be nice. I cater to what is there and that's obvious to me. So no, I... But you don't necessarily know what's there too. I, 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 all I know is that I don't believe it until I see it. Yeah. But look, everybody's agnostic whether they want to believe it or not because mm -hmm. agnostic means I, you don't know. Right. And nobody knows. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, boy, um, <laughs> the same people who talk constantly about faith mm -hmm. are also saying, like, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt for a fact that what I believe is real. Well, then, so you don't have faith. You have, you have, you say, you know, for a fact, faith is believing in something you don't know. Mm -hmm. It's it's the lack of evidence. Like people think that doubt is the opposite of faith. No, faith is impossible without doubt. Doubt is what activates the faith. Right. Yes. If you hand me my phone and I and I have my eyes open and I can look at it and say I'm holding my phone right now, that's not faith. That's absolute. I know it. If I you say put a blindfold on me and hand it to me and say what's in your hand and say well I don't know. Because I'm, I can't see it, but I believe I have faith. I'm holding my phone right now. The same people who say, "Faith, faith, faith, faith," are should be saying, 
faith, faith, because I have no clue, because I don't know, because I'm also doubt, because I don't know, because you don't know, that nobody can know. So why would you be so bold as to say, here it is? But those people are saying faith. It's like, well, the only way faith works is if you don't know. So how do you then turn around and say, I know because I believe. (laughs) You believe because you don't know. How can you say you know, you believe because you know, then you don't believe, you just know. It's contradictory. Faith is activated by doubt. You have to not know. So to stand up and be so bold and say, it's this way, written like it's written in this book. It has to be. Yeah. I thought you said you were working on faith. Also, to me, do whatever you want. For me, this is just how I can't get past it. Mm -hmm. Faith is believing in something you, like you said, want to be true, even though there's no evidence pointing towards it. Yes, I know. That's just some, that is something that I personally hope for. That's just you saying, I wish that we're this way. Or I, I could even, that even means like, oh, you know, I hope that we are butterflies after. But see, in, I my, mean, like, in my mind, it's like, okay, so you're not going far enough. Yeah. You hope to one day see you, if, if that's not true, you won't be around to think about if you're seeing them or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, if they're not there to be seen, you're not there either. So how could you be sad that you're not seeing? Well, it's, it's being sad in this moment. Yeah, which is... Thinking about that, but that's completely irrelevant. Is, it's yes, just wasting time. Which is not going time. deep enough, which no, is not going yeah. far enough. Because it's like, you... you th- You're just thinking about the now and how mm-hmm. you would, how you feel now, yeah. And this is why... So uh, that, yeah. So that was only like my thing. But I'm just thinking about right now in this moment. Mm-hmm. If anything were to happen to them or to me, I would love to um keep this going in an afterlife or some shit but that's just i'm that's like surface level thinking right now like oh that would be great yeah you that's like I mean? the same way you can't fathom it like you can't fathom eternity mm. right yes which is why people make up stories to explain it away so <laughs> so that's just a little touch i mean this We've had this conversation a hundred times. It, I'm sure there's a thousand layers that we haven't even spoken about. It just goes so deep. Did I sound as dumb as I thought I sounded? No, I thought you sounded very intelligent. Ugh. Listen closer. I'm right here. Ouch. What was I going to say? Now I'm pissed that I forgot what I was going to well, say right there. I would like to say the thing that pisses me off about how you were brought up in in this and all this other stuff is because um, I think it's hindered you in a lot of ways as far as like what you could be doing now. I mean, we've talked about this a thousand times. Absolutely. And how you are with people and just in social settings and Mm. all that stuff. That that's what makes me. Well, two things. So like we're saying like the way I was brought up. Mm -hmm. um, So it wasn't like my, my parents or my family like were putting these things on me like had you come over to my house during the week like nobody knew my dad was a pastor right you could you could have mm-hmm. come to my house and we would have never guessed we were the most normal like cool standard family it was all the stuff that was happening at the church or in that community you mm-hmm. know like if anything my parents were the coolest people there like 
if I'd have just listened to them or like been more like them and not been influenced by that whole like environment and community, it would have been fine. It was all those other people that were like giving Mm -hmm. me this messaging, you know? So it's like, it's not even like with were my family so Were they personally telling you or were you just taking bits of what you it were hearing It was what you were being heard, people. spoken, and taught and how everyone else was mm. acting, you know? Because like my dad was obviously, he was and is like a pastor still and this was like his passion. But like he never, I mean, yes, they took us to church and made us participate in all this and that. But like it wasn't something we ever spoke about one-on-one. At home. Or yes. He like never that. like brought it was his work and he almost, he didn't really ever bring it home. You know, I'm talking about when I was a, a kid, you were a kid growing yeah. up as a kid. I mean, he was fully engaged in, in that, you know, so it probably took him away from us a lot. In fact, I know it did, but like, it, it's just, if somebody's like incredibly passionate about something, um, it's always, somebody's gonna, you're gonna miss out on, on whatever. That could so, be with anything, So that's yeah. a completely different thing. It gets conflated with, like, all the religious stuff because we it's all rolled in. But, like, it wasn't, like, a, a direct messaging I was getting from my family. My family was there, and they're kind of the reason I was there to begin with. But, like, it wasn't coming from home. That's why it was – if it was, I could have probably would have been, like – like all kids rebel against their parents, you know, it would have been like, who cares? I don't care what mom and dad say. It was these other people that were like scary figures that you couldn't rebel against and putting all this fear in you, you know? So, but okay. That was the first thing, but what was the second thing? Oh, the messaging was just constantly like this life is not your own. You're, you're here for a purpose. And that is to try to basically like earn your way to heaven. And like, you're constantly being watched and you're only, you're here, undeserving, um, should be burning in hell right now. And you're not. So the only way to make it up to, for not being there is to live every second here, sacrificed all what you want and desire for this community and what we believe. And, um, so you're not allowed to pursue anything you want. You're not allowed to invest time in anything you want there's loopholes where like you can call it a ministry and then you get to do the thing you want. Like people would have, I don't know, like a car club and be like, it's a ministry Oh God! or even myself in high school, we, my friends and I played in a band and everybody, it was like a metal band and everybody was like, that's the devil's music. And then we would say, we don't like this music. We're playing this to try to basically like infiltrate people who like this music to try to convince them to become Christians. And then it was like, oh, they have a ministry. He's like, no, we just love death metal, but we can't do anything for ourselves that we enjoy unless it's set up like this is a sacrifice. We hate this. We're just doing this because it's what um, like it's for the kingdom or whatever. Then it was cool to do, you know, so it's like now it's after when you get older, it's like, what are you going to do with your life? I don't, I don't agree with this. I don't believe this mm-hmm. is how it should be, but it doesn't matter. It's already ingrained in me. Like the neurons in my brain have fired. Like it's in my marrow that anything you try to do good for yourself to get further in life is self-serving and that's bad. And you have to be like the only way to get it's like you have to be in the worst position in life possible. You have to be struggling and have nothing that way. People will like pity you almost. And then like, Oh, you'll be in God's favor, which 
now it's just like you'll be favor looked on favorably by society if you don't have anything because if you strive to do anything good for yourself you're automatically like a bad person which is like i don't agree with that at all that's just how my body operates on its own i can't control it anyway just scratching the surface that i don't like I mean, it's yeah, because she one... wants the money. No, no, no. I want your happiness. I want you to feel like you are fulfilled in what you do, and 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 with that stuff too. Like I so operate on autopilot with that that I'm like I'm I'm kind of just good to like do nothing and never accomplish anything. But that's but I only want because more like, for you. The pain of like acknowledging. You some people say like, oh, I I work so hard, I grind. By the way, like the whole like rise and grind and like work seven days a week bullshit. That's capitalism. Go fuck yourself. Right. That was as a contest now. Go fuck off. I hate people. I just I I, don't buy into that bullshit. Rise and grind, like working overtime. Like let's get this bread. It's like no, that's not what life's supposed to be about. Let's do as little as possible. (laughs) Let's travel. Let's see the world. Let's. I think what I was trying to say was. A lot of people say they work so hard, they they um, are so ambitious, and they try so hard because of their feel, fear of failure. But um, I don't think they're lying, but I think they're they're um, kind of reading that wrong. See, I have a fear of failure, which is why I don't attempt anything. You this have is a, true. a fear of failure is what they what they're describing is a fear of not succeeding. So that, if I was like, oh, I, I want to succeed so bad, I need to succeed, that would drive you to constantly keep going, to work harder. That's a fear of not succeeding, and it's not the same as fear of failure. Fear of failure is fear of what will happen if I, if I try this, if I attempt this and it doesn't work. That's what keep, fear of failure keeps you from doing anything. Fear of not being successful or not like, reaching your goal is what keeps you trying. That's what keeps you just keeps going, you going and going and grinding and going. Fear of failing at that thing keeps you from ever trying. You're in that category. Yeah. And then also a big <laughs> thing, which is like, like I said, it, I don't agree with this, but it's just in my body. Like I cannot fight it. I've tried so hard to like do every sort of self-help meditative thing to change the way my mind works is that life is, well, okay, if it started like this it used to be when i was in this religious thing this life doesn't matter whatever happens here is pointless there's no purpose no point to trying to do anything here to succeed here in any way that's like taking you off your actual path and your actual purpose so don't try to get an education don't try to get success don't try to do anything don't don't have fun don't enjoy life in any way because that's selfish but also it's like not the point it's pointless it's fruitless it won't get you anywhere so i'm coming from that and now that i don't have like a belief system that's just switched to which is my actual belief which i hate let's hear it is that literally life is purposeless it's meaningless there's no reason for us to be here Mm. there's no point to do anything because there's just no point cool i can't break it like I try to do, I'd read every quote, every inspirational, whatever. And I just, before I can like get going, I just go, there's no purpose to this. There's no point to this. And that might even be Not a, even your a defen- enjoyment? No. 
Like you want to go to this awesome place. It'd be a great, great experience. There's no point. Maybe What's that's point? why we didn't go on our summer vacation. What's the purpose? There's no purpose. It'll just come back to here. And well, there is a lot of studies about it's for the experience. Well, hold on. There are a lot of studies by a lot of like very intelligent people saying like the lower your expectations and the less you experience and the less you try to get out of something, the happier you are. They've done the studies at Harvard. And how happy are you? Well, assuming you don't have tons of like trauma in your past. Okay, well, I don't. And and I want to be traveling. Because the idea would be like if you like went and had the greatest meal of your life, every meal after that will always be a letdown. So like if you Mm -hmm. always just... If you never did that, you would always be happy until you like like this grand thing, and then like nothing can compare ever, and then you won't be. So it's like, well, they did the studies. All the people with all this wealth who do all this traveling, they buy all this stuff, they go do all this extravagant stuff, are not happy because they cannot be pleased. But the guy who eats two pieces of toast and does the same routine—that's another thing. A main key to uh, to happiness and like joy and being like content is routine. Yeah, because that guy is comfortable in his own little thing that he does. And holy shit, they did the fucking research. Close the books. They did the, the research. The book's been written. It's like, hey, the the less you try to like make yourself happy, the happier you are. Well, I'm no adrenaline junkie. I'm perfectly fine watching TV every day. Well, hey, look. Okay, so you can't. Life is purposeless and. Well, when you when you don't think there's anything out there and you don't think there's anything that created you for a purpose. Then right. It's like, so what about, will we be going on a summer vacation? <laughs> okay. Last thing and then we'll wrap it up. Like, That's a true question. Um, I know. I and mean, the answer is never because I don't get paid a salary. I get paid an hourly. So No. Come on. We'll make it work. Summertime. You'll make me work. No. Come on. We can do this. I won't enjoy it. Fuck. Come on, the kids will, I will, my parents are going to go. It'll be blast. Come on, let's do this. Okay, so what was <laughs> I saying? I'm getting very angry The last right thing now. I was saying. <laughs> um, purpose, purpose, refurbishing. With that sort of thinking, the stakes are actually higher to succeed or achieve your dreams or your goals because when you don't think there's a plan or a meaning or a purpose for life, then if you don't get to where you want to be and you end up just doing a punch in punch out job for the rest of your life, you start thinking, okay, so life is nothing. There's nothing after this. And my life is just go to work, come home, sleep, go to work, come home, sleep, put that on a loop for 40 more years. And then I'm dead. I don't want to do that. And that sounds terrible. Yeah, but that's reality. Well, you have moments in between those times. Which are ruined by the fact that you have to do those other things. Dig Which me out of this why? hole. Prove me wrong. Please, I hate this. I, I have this conversation with myself twice a week. I say, I don't, I, I've done, wait, go to work, come home, sleep, go back to work, come home, go to sleep, go back to work. I've done that for 20 years. I don't want to do it one more day. You know what? We're going to play the slots. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sell everything we own. We're going to buy a van. We're You're gonna not travel. hearing me. <laughs> I am hearing you, but the only I thing, don't know what you want me to tell you. This is the only thing. The saving grace is when I get to that lowest, darkest point, and I'm like, this truly is. I'm not doing this tomorrow. I won't do it one more day. Then I say, 
I have two kids who are relying on me to be here. And I go, yep, that makes it worth it. Thank you. And good night. Well, I'm glad. So I'm just, you want me at your party. Like, I'm taking it to a next level Ah. of fun. (laughs) Invite him to all of your gatherings. It's not a surprise I don't have a single friend or ever go anywhere or get invited to anything. Hey, you want to know if people like you? Think When's the last thing? Ask yourself this Fuck question. You. <laughs> Ask yourself this question. When was the last time you were invited to a wedding that wasn't a family member? It's been a, over a decade. It's been. We saw all the people that we knew got. Everyone is already married at this age, unfortunately. So that's why. We saw everyone get married 10 years ago. This is how you'll know if I'm joking. You don't hear anything funny being said. Oh. <sighs> Lord. Don't. Why'd you make me go here? I. You were. Wait. The let one me say that again without my message. stupid laughing behind it. Excuse me. Why'd you make me go here? Hey. What? And by here I mean Arby's. We're at Arby's right now. Again. No, this is a Wendy's. Dude, this is a Wendy's Listen, restaurant. That's just the the tip of the iceberg. Not even that, probably. But uh, get a taste, all right? All right, I think we're going to wrap that up. Unless you got um, a cool cool thing you want to tell us about, anything you've been interested in lately? Yeah, I'm really interested on going this summer vacation. We better fucking do it. Everyone, put it in the comments. Tell them where you want to go on vacation to. I want to go to Idaho. Is that a vacation? It is when you potentially would like to move there. That's not a vacation. But you got a vacation there to see if you dig it. No, if you have to move, you have to move. Well, I would like to check it out. I want to check out Boise. I want to check out Meridian. I want to check out Pachidian. I want to check out Shidian. Wow. <laughs> Those last two aren't aren't anything, but uh, you probably figured that out. And plus, it would be, we haven't gone on a road trip like that. Cross state lines? I know. Yeah, okay. It we could can be go in fun. the winter. I can't go in the summer. I'm not fucking going in the winter in a car across Dad, state lines. So much oh, you'd rather go in the <laughs> blistering heat? Not in the blistering Have heat. Have you ever in been the to regular Idaho? Heat. Have I ever been to Idaho? Yes. Anywhere when outside When I was growing of, up, one of my friends moved there. Anywhere outside of California is intolerable heat in the summer. I rest my case. <laughs> no, you do not. Case rested. It is not. Everyone, gang up on his ass. All right. Um, my <laughs> my my thing that I'm into this week is a series on HBO called The Outsider, which is only three episodes deep, which we can talk about. Would you like to binge a series or watch one episode a week? I'm a binger. I'm a binger. I'm a binger. But they're giving it to you one episode a week, so it's pretty cool, although it's based off a Stephen King novel, so there is a lot of potential for it to go straight to the shitter any (laughs) second now. Have you ever heard of Dreamcatcher? I have, and I've seen it. Most of his shit is starts off great. He's like Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Like, this could be really cool. Oh, it's literally an alien? Well, that's not cool. Yeah, well. Oh, they're just living in a national park? You ruined it. The twist was that they're dressing up as the monsters. I'm talking about the village here. I know, I know. That's the twist. And you twist, and you twist, and you twist. Well, we are also watching the second season of You. Oh, fuck. 
It's pretty I apologize. good. Whoever wrote this second season knows LA well and hates it. And I thank them for it. I don't yes. have anything against LA, well, but ha- I hate LA. No, no, no. They're pointing out all the terrible things about it. Yes. For as much great as there is, which I I, I love LA. Hello. But there is a lot of awful stuff in LA yes. too. And it's mainly the 20 to 30 year olds who think they're uh, superstars. Skewering yes. them. Skewering them. Which is perfect. Okay, but the dude, the main dude, Penn. It's hard to root for a murderer. Actually, no, no. What I was going to say was, it's not hard to root for this guy. And I'm trying to figure out what that means about me. Because I think that's what this is. It's like, we made him the protagonist. He's the bad guy. But like, you're rooting for him until you remember what he's done. But also, he is very thin. Well, either one of two things. He's just gone vegan and now he's much healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, or he's intentionally keeping the weight off like that to look a little bit creepier in this show. I think probably both, maybe. Or, or maybe he uh, is actually doing that for his career, because like before he was kind of like a beefier dude, and he probably was like, I don't want to play the roles. I don't want to be Channing Tatum, is basically what he's doing. Channing Tatum doesn't want to be Channing Tatum. <laughs> I wish he didn't want to be Channing Tatum. Because hey, you know what? And he's starting to be even more toolish. He just went back to being who he always was. Yeah. He's pretending to because be someone he wasn't. Because he got divorced from his wife. With and her. Now yes. he's kind of, no, he's he pretending to be bag. not so much of a douche, jock, meathead. And when she left him, he was like, okay, I can just be who I was. What does that mean? Just a dumb dunce. Well... Much like myself. Okay, let's wrap it up. Great talk, guys. Sorry I bummed you out. Um, you didn't bum us out. I'm sure everyone is wanting more. If you have any questions, send us an email at hello at momanddadpodcast.com or you can always DM us on our Instagram. Slide Don't in there. know what that is, but uh, search for mom and dad podcast or something. I don't know. What's it's, LinkedIn? It's up there. That's for your business shit. I'm not a part of it then. No. All right. Cool. Thanks for I listening. I have a LinkedIn, but I haven't logged in in a really long time, and I still get the emails. I got a um, dinked Lynn. Okay. <laughs> Stupid. Let's go play that Wii. Um, and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> Do they subscribe? Oh, yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. I've been watching some YouTube, so that kind of sounded like a YouTube thing. And help me. Rate, review, subscribe, deny. Hey, you know what? There was a hot garbage part two on our reviews. We need a number but three. But they gave us five stars. We need it to go to number 69. So if we can get a three, four, five, six, all the way up to 69, that would be really great. That'd be great. Okay. See you next week. Bye. See ya.